Hey there, this is Ian Pruckner, and welcome to the Byproduct Podcast. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me. This is Ian Pruckner, your host of the Byproduct Podcast, and thanks for joining me for yet again another episode. I'm so thankful uh, that you've chosen to spend a little bit of time together with me today, getting better together, because when we get better, things get better. So thank you so much for joining me and thank you again for rating, reviewing, sharing this podcast. It really does mean the world to me. So thank you so much. And today we're talking about recession proof, recession proof, how to bulletproof yourself against the impending recession. Listen, I'm probably slightly ahead uh, of the um, uh, of the movement here, but I'm willing to go on record at this point and say the recession is here, it is coming, it is just a matter of time. There are too many fundamentals out of whack and we are about to see a major, major pullback. And how do you win? How do you win when everybody around you is losing? See, it's a mentality, it's a skill set, and I'm excited to share some of the tips and tactics with you that have helped me um, navigate uh, successfully, the previous recession, 2008, 9, 10, uh, especially in Detroit, Michigan, where I was from, Detroit was the second hardest hit city uh, in the country. And we managed to triple our income, uh, you know, make some fantastic real estate plays during a time when everybody else was really running for the hills. And that period of time really set me up in a lot of ways for the, the amount of success that we've enjoyed today. It was being aware and astute in a period of time where there was a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty that put me in position to dominate coming out of that. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. It's going to be a fantastic episode. Uh, but one disclaimer, hey, um, if I'm wrong about the timing of this, hey, being prepared ahead of time is better than having to get prepared, right? When you stay prepared, you don't have to get prepared. So the stuff I'm going to teach you today is useful no matter where you are in any sort of economic cycle. Okay, but it's really useful right before an impending, impending crash. And I want you to understand this. Downturns are natural, right? They're cyclical. They're part of human nature, right? They're part of human nature. And they're actually good for people paying attention. They're good for a couple of reasons. The first reason is it's sort of like a reset button. What's happening when a downturn happens is that the strategies, the mindsets, the behaviors, financially, basically become unsustainable. There's too much borrowing, there's too much debt, there's not enough savings, people are too over leveraged, and the system cannot continue to go on that way. And so it sort of shakes itself out, and it takes the bad actors, and it penalizes them, it pulls them out of the system, and it leaves the more stable actors to rebuild a stronger and better foundation. That's literally what happens every time. So, so the great news is, on the other side of recession, on the other side of downturn, is another time of economic boom, economic growth and prosperity, right? And so the key is positioning yourself so that you come through that downturn in the very best position to ride that wave up, right? And so it's a good thing because it, it unseats previous winners that are no longer uh, acting in winning ways, right? Companies that are sluggish, too slow, out of date, don't wanna change systems and processes that no longer serve the people, those things get in annihilated. And what happens is it creates a turnover for a new series of winners, a new series of winners, people that are willing to adapt, that are innovative, that can solve the problems of the current time, not solve the problem from 20 years ago, right? And so understand this, the only people 
that really are at risk, and unfortunately it's a great amount of these people, but the only people that are really ever at risk from any sort of a downturn or recession are those who are stationary. Those who, those who are expecting that the way things were should be good enough to take them into the future. Those people are at risk during downturns and recessions, right? Because they're, they're, they're not looking to adapt. They're not looking to innovate. They want things to be how they were, right? Who moved my cheese? This isn't fair. Okay, well, life isn't fair. We've got to, we've got to forecast. We've got to uh, adapt. We've got to innovate. We've got to grow. And so the great news is you're listening to this. By the, by the very fact that you're listening to this shows me that you are growing as an individual. You are seeking out growth. You're challenging yourself. And so you're going to be good. How good will depend on how well you prepare, right? But the only people who are damaged are the people who refuse to move, right? And so that is a key. You're going to move. You're going to innovate. You're going to grow along with the times, right? You're going you're gonna to hold your goals in stone, but your methods in sand, right? What does that mean? It means the overarching goal and purpose of your life stays the same, but the methods, the means by which you're going to obtain that are, are flexible to some level, right? And what I found in managing recession is inside of every obstacle is the seed of opportunity, period. Inside of every challenge, there's a problem to be solved and a reward for those who solve it. And so learning how to approach what most people would view as negative, not from a negative mindset, but from an opportunistic mindset is everything, right? Because there is something good inside of this bad. There is an opportunity in here. I just need to find it and I need to act on it. Okay. And so we need to understand that. I love what Warren Buffett says, right? He says, you got to be greedy when people are fearful and be fearful when people are greedy. Now, I don't really uh, subscribe to uh, prescribing greed. I think greed is ever good. But the purpose of what he's saying is you got to be willing to take action and go and back up the truck when people are running. And when people are backing up the truck, you need to be running. And we just saw this sort of in cryptocurrency. And, and I believe long range cryptocurrency, at least some of the cryptocurrency, listen, you know, if it's going to be a currency, we don't need 7,000 of them, right? Okay. Um, but I think a few of them long-term are probably going to be uh, long-range value stores, right? I, th I think that that's going to happen. But if you look, everybody and their brother was a crypto, uh, you know, a crypto aficionado six months ago. And since then, the market's pulled back, what, 50% on, on the major coins and 80, 90% on the lower ones. Right, But when everybody was greedy and everybody was investing huge amounts of money, they were all crypto millionaires, that's when it's time to run. <laughs> and maybe now when everybody's running is a good time to back the truck up, right? So, so understand that this is how money is made and this is how progress is made in downturns, is the people who are afraid fire sale to the people who are not afraid. And eventually when things correct, those assets uh, regain sort of their equilibrium and the people holding those assets are good. Recession is really a way to transfer wealth from the, from the calm and patient to the calm and patient from the skittish and impatient, right? Okay. And so understand that your mindset and how you approach a downturn makes all the difference. Are you going to be opportunity minded or are you going to be fear minded?
Are you going to be fear-minded? By the way, the powers that be love people to be in fear because they're easier to take advantage of when acting from an emotional state of fear. They make irrational and poor choices and the people who are controlling that fear, creating that fear, or at least are aware of that fear, put themselves in position to benefit from that. And, you know, so first of all, you know, why do you think there's a recession happening now? Why do you think it's coming now? Well, I'm surprised it hadn't happened earlier. Honestly, we've been in a, in a, uh, in, in a bull market for 13 years, really since the beginning of 2010 after the, the, the dip, maybe even middle of 2009, we've been in, in a bull market, a growing economy. And we're way off base with fundamentals. Listen, something like 80% of all the money in circulation has been printed in the last 24 months, okay? So that creates massive inflation. Here's what happens, here's, here's a little lesson, really basic understanding. If there's a finite amount of goods, let's say there were a thousand loaves of bread to be had, right? And the money supply was a thousand dollars and it was, it was uh, equally spread around, right? And people wanted to buy that bread. Well, the bread price would be a dollar a loaf of bread. There's a thousand loaves of bread. There's a thousand dollars. There's a thousand people in the system. And that sort of keeps the pricing in check, right? Because supply, demand and money source are all working together. When you introduce more money, but the supply has not gone up, then what happens is if you had that same thousand people and the same thousand loaves of bread, but now there were $10,000 instead of $1,000, then the loaves of bread would be worth $10 a piece because that's what would allow everybody to get one. And so it's the same commodity, but because the money supply is higher, it costs more. Well. There's huge amounts of, of circulating currency right now. It's absolutely insane how much money is there. So we're seeing inflation go through the roof. And in my opinion, I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Inflation is not under control. I believe we're going to see inflation. Uh, it's already in the double digits, right? Okay, you know the government pulls out housing and food and energy and all the health care, all these sorts of things where 80% of people's money goes. Right? If you look at housing right now, housing is up 100% in different areas, right? Okay, so I think we're going to see even government-reported strong double-digit inflation. And what happens when inflation starts to go crazy is now they need to tighten the money supply. And they do that by raising interest rates. That tightens the money supply, right? It costs more to borrow money. And so this easy money, everybody has all this money to do all this stuff, super low interest rates, that doesn't make any sense to spend your own money, spend the bank's money, which creates even more money in the system, okay? Interest rates have got to offset it. Technically, inflation will end when interest rates match the inflation rate. And so that means interest rates are going probably to double digits, okay? That's gonna crush entire sectors. That's gonna crush entire sectors. It's gonna crush a lot of bondholders, who are holding debt at low interest rates when interest rates are soaring. It's gonna crush uh, the mortgage industry, which is then gonna crush the housing and building industry. It's gonna crush uh, renovating because people don't have easy money anymore. It's gonna crush all sorts of things. And as those things go, then the, the, the secondary and tertiary industries around those things go, right? Suppliers of different products in that area, shippers, et cetera. Okay, so we've got interest rates rising, tightening the money supply. At the same time, everything's super expensive. So you're, you have less access to capital through credit. 
And simultaneously, everything costs more. So you get cash flow squeezed. And that's what's happening right now. There's a cash squeeze coming. And when there's a cash squeeze coming, people hold on to their money. They don't buy things uh, as much as they did before. And so that's going to slow consumer spending, which is then going to hit retail and all sorts of other things. At the same time, productivity is still crippled. I mean, how many times do you go to a restaurant and they're not open? It happened to me constantly, right? It's like, oh, we're, oh, no, we're not open Mondays and Tuesdays now, or we're not doing lunch anymore because they can't find help because the pandemic crushed them, right? Because you have the government toying in the economy here and shutting things down, et cetera. And so productivity has never recovered from the 2020 uh, shutdowns. It just has not fully recovered. It takes things forever. Uh, one of my uh, employees needs to get his blinker fixed. They just told him it's a one month wait <laughs> to get his blinker fixed, right? I mean, this is an easy thing, right? But short staffed, right? Supply chains are all jacked up. You put all that together, okay? You put all that together, plus you have the, 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 the geopolitical uh, uh, stuff happening over in Europe. China's acting a little weird. A recession is coming. Mark my words, okay? We're starting to see it in the stock market, but everything else is going to follow suit, okay? It's coming. And so 2008, when, when the uh, Great Recession hit, uh, I was new in business. I'd started a business a year earlier. And, you know, when that, when that whole thing came, I saw an opportunity. So do you know what? People are going to lose their jobs. And that's going to be a great opportunity for people who are in the alternate income opportunity, the work from home opportunity, the, the, let's call it the gig economy today. Uh, you know, because when companies shed workers, those people need to make money somewhere. And so people in viable opportunities where there's a chance to help somebody else make money in a gig uh, economy sort of world, you know, those people are going to do really well. The other thing that I saw happening is the markets were really in turmoil. And so people were afraid there. They didn't know what to do. And so there was a need for advice in that area as people were losing their jobs the benefits they had from work they no longer had. They needed to go out to the private marketplace. So I saw an opportunity there. Saw an opportunity there. Um, you know, in those spaces that I said, look, this is this is bad in general, but here's the good inside of this. And we positioned ourselves in there, and that business tripled in the middle of that recession. It literally tripled simultaneously. Real estate devalued like crazy, right? Because there was a credit crunch. Now it wasn't an interest rate based credit crunch. It was a, it was a you know, default based credit crunch. Either way, different process with same problem. So when you couldn't get money now, now all of a sudden the easy money went in there and all these inflated home prices started falling. And so we actually bought a home in the middle of that recession. It was built for a million one in 2005. We bought it in 2011 uh, towards the tail end of that recession for 510,000, right? Literally less than half of the price, right? Six years later. Well, we held that home for four years and we turned around and basically sold it for double, just slightly under double. And then we took that cash, put it into another property, took that cash, put it in another property. And that one move has made me millions and millions of dollars in the last, in the last six or seven years, right? Millions and millions of dollars. And it was because we weren't afraid and we were well positioned to take advantage of 
of the circumstance, not people, right? We, we're not taking advantage of people. We don't want, ever want to take it. We want to, we want to help people. We want to move people. But the system creates problems, right? What, what actually happened with that house is somebody lost it to the bank, right? And the bank was reselling it, right? So, so the moral of the story is you got to get yourself in position, okay? You got to get yourself in position to win in the recession. So how do you do that? How do you prepare, okay? Um, number one is you gotta focus on what you can control, not on the fear. What happens when recession hits, people become afraid, they start to panic, they hunker down, okay? When people around you are hunkering down, that's when you need to expand. When your competitors are pulling in their ad budgets and you know playing conservative, that's when you go and you eat their market share for breakfast because Boldness is unusual in times of uncertainty. And so you focus on what you can control and you play your game and you deliver value. You deliver value and you ramp up your productivity. You don't scale it back, you ramp it up. Focus on what you can control. Okay, number two is you've gotta raise awareness. You've gotta understand that, that I am, amidst this chaos, I'm also surrounded by opportunities. And the, and the winners of tomorrow will be the people who find those opportunities, position themselves in those opportunities, and then act. Number three is you've got to get lean and liquid. You've got to get lean and liquid. You've got to begin to prepare for the opportunities that are coming. You've got to shed off some of the unnecessary expense to free up cash flow for those opportunities that you see. Now, it's so interesting, um, that house that I was talking about, we watched it for a little while. It actually went pending and a physician was trying to buy it. And the deal ended up not going through because the physician couldn't get his loan to go through, right? But we had a ton of cash and a ton of cash flow. And so the doctor couldn't buy the house, but I had no problem buying the house because I had, I had put myself in position. I was living below my means. I was saving money and I was, I was getting rid of unnecessary things, not out of fear, out of positioning for opportunity. There's a big difference, right? You're, you're cutting all these things out out of fear. That is a lack mentality. You're cutting things out to get liquid, to take action. That is an abundance mentality, right? Uh, number four is you've got to forecast. You've got to look at what are the needs going to be? Where are the emerging trends here? Okay. What new platforms are going to be created? What new technologies are going to emerge? What new income opportunities are, are gonna be there? What about different investments that are gonna become popular because they're not linked to the traditional markets of say real estate or the, or, or the indexes when it comes to equities, right? What problems are gonna occur here and what are the solutions gonna be? And learning how to forecast and see into the future what you believe is gonna happen and then get there. I love what Wayne Gretzky said about his success, he said, everybody else is skating to the puck. I'm skating to where the puck is gonna be, right? And so we've got to learn to forward forecast our thinking and, and look for new opportunities. And lastly, number five is you gotta be bold. You gotta be willing to pull the trigger when everybody else is running for the hills, right? Okay, scared money makes no money. Scared money makes no money. You've gotta be willing to go in and go in heavy when everybody else is running for the, for the hills because that's where the fortunes are made. The fortunes of tomorrow are made in the downturns of today. And so positioning yourself, okay? Positioning yourself, what does that mean? It means, you know, getting heavy into 
into consumer staples, things that people need no matter what, right? Um, it means you know getting into a product where you can sell high ticket to the affluent because the affluent generally have capital no matter what's happening. It's positioning yourself right and pulling the trigger on some of these things uh, where other people might be you know scaling back, you're scaling up. So let's talk about some power thoughts to approach this with because this is coming, it's inevitable, it's a matter of time. And the people that are prepared, the people that are optimistic, the people that are abundance-minded, the people who are, who are opportunity aware are gonna be the big winners. They're gonna be the big winners, okay? So power thought number one, this recession will help me, not hurt me. As long as you're willing to move and adapt and critically think, you're going to be fine. Not only are you going to be fine, you're going to be a lot stronger coming out of it than you were coming into it, right? This recession will help me, not hurt me. And the number two power thought that I want you to get in your mind is scared money makes no money. Scared money makes no money. You cannot be afraid to pull the trigger. There's always an element of risk, but really risk is least. Risk is least when everybody else has already acted on that risk, right? That risk is really reduced by the fact that everybody else has already acted and brought the pricing of assets down. There, right, if an asset was 40 grand, now it's 20 grand, okay? Uh, it's already lost half of what it's capable of losing, right? They've already taken the first 50% of the risk, right? So, so you gotta understand that. Scared money makes no money. And power thought number three is inside of every obstacle is the seat of opportunity. Train yourself to look for the good inside of the bad. And what you will find is you will be pleasantly surprised by how good your life becomes. Because the truth is, there's not anything that is all bad or all good. There's both and everything. And your ability to look for the opportunity inside of the obstacle makes a big difference. All right, let's talk about some power beliefs. Okay, power belief number one, I create my own economy my value never goes on sale, okay? If you're good at what you do and you solve people's problems, you bring in value, you're gonna be totally fine, okay? But you gotta you got increase the quality of what you're doing and you gotta increase your capacity to run your own economy, right? You build your own marketing, you step up your marketing, not back it off, you get louder, not quieter, you go and dominate that market share. I create my own economy, my value never goes on sale. Okay, your value is not dictated by other people. Your value is dictated by the results and the value you bring to the marketplace. Okay, power belief number two, controlling what I can control, which is my attitude, my mindset, my productivity. Okay, controlling what I can control puts me in a position of power over those who don't. This is a, this is a very true statement. If you're willing to keep working on what you're working on, keep playing your game, staying in your lane, not subscribing to the fear and the hysteria and the chaos, you're gonna have a lot of power over people that don't. What happens a lot of times is people take their eyes off of what they should be doing, and then what they were afraid of never happens and they're just behind the people that didn't take their eyes off of it, right? Controlling what I can control puts me in a position of power over those that don't, okay? Power belief number three is I'm not participating in a downturn. <laughs> One of my friends um, during that 2008, so he, he made a button. This is back when in-person networking was really big. And, um, and he, he made this big button. He'd wear it around all the events and said, I'm not participating in the downturn. <laughs> but he had just decided, I'm going to win. You know what? His business grew like crazy. 
because how you approach challenges mentally really dictates how you're going to exit them financially, right? I'm not participating in a downturn. The world might be in a downturn, but there's no downturn here. There's no downturn in my work ethic. There's no downturn in my ingenuity. There's no downturn in my effectiveness. There's no downturn in my resourcefulness. There's no downturn in my marketing. I'm expanding while everybody else is contracting, okay? I'm not participating in any downturn. Let's talk about some power actions. What can you do right now to put yourself in position to profit from the impending downturn that's coming? So power action number one is I want you to eliminate one unnecessary expense to free up cash flow for investment. Get lean and mean. Let's take one, maybe it's a few, okay, that you can eliminate, say, this is not important right now. I need capital to be able to invest when I see buying opportunities because in recession, buying opportunities are plentiful. In boom, buying opportunities are rare. Think about the housing market. The reason the housing market is so crazy other than super, super cheap money and a ton of money in the money supply is there's not a lot of supply to meet the demand. And so the people who have capital fight amongst themselves because there's not a thousand loaves of bread for the thousand people. There's 10 loaves of bread for a thousand people. And so to people who want bread, they're willing to pay a huge amount over what that bread is really worth to get it. Well, same idea, right? Okay, same idea. Um, when, when, when there are booms, buying opportunities are low and expensive. There's not a lot to buy and it's really overpriced. In a downturn, the buying opportunities are vast and at much lower prices. You've got to position yourself to take advantage of that. Power action number two is make a list of assets, services, products, companies that would benefit from a downturn. Who would benefit from higher interest rates? Who would benefit from a deflationary asset situation? Um, who would gain a lot through unemployment? Um, look at those entities, those products, those services, okay? And uh, like gig work, for example, right? Gig work is popular now, the gig economy. Wait till there's 30 million people that need jobs, right? And there's no government money coming because it's not happening from an acute uh, issuance like the pandemic. It's happening from a systemic economic challenge, right? Okay. Um, who would benefit from, from those things? And start looking and focusing your energy in those areas to look for opportunity. Third is join a mastermind group. Join a power circle of some sort that is forward-looking. Right, get, Being able to get around other people that are similar minded will help you not think that you're crazy because the fact is 99% of people out there are going to freak out <laughs> during a downturn, right? They're going to freak out now, during a downturn. Getting around people who also are opportunity minded will help you uh, evaluate some of the opportunities, stay positive even though there might be some turbulence in the air before you land the plane, right? The other thing that these groups are good at doing is centralizing opportunities. You, you have 10, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 people out there who are all looking for similar things that can share some of that information. Hey, this is working over here for us. We see an opportunity over there. And, and, and centralizing that knowledge, that think tank of leaders, entrepreneurs, visionaries who are looking for the opportunity and can share that information to put you in a really, really powerful position. You know, I have a group 
uh, called the War Room uh, Syndicate. That is exactly this is a mastermind of, of, of entrepreneurs that are focused on growth and innovation and taking things to the next level, right? And it's a syndicate of people from a lot of different industries that in a time of recession, you can bounce ideas off each other, you can throw opportunities each other's way. There's just a lot of value to be had there. Now, the group is closed right now. It is not, you just say, well, I, sign me up. I wanna be a part of that, right? I wanna be surrounded in that. I see the value in that. Um, unfortunately, the group is closed right now, but it will open once a quarter. It will open once a quarter for three days. Uh, to allow new members to be part of that group. So just you know, uh, keep that in mind, join my mailing list if you haven't joined that yet to get some information about when that opens. Uh, but if it's not mine, join some somebody else's mastermind. You need to get in a mastermind where you are surrounded by people that are like-minded, that are opportunity-driven, that are forward-focused, that can, that can build you up mentally, emotionally, and also put you in position to take advantage of some of these opportunities. So guys, listen. Nothing to be afraid of, okay? We're, the only people that are hurt by these things are people who refuse to grow and get better, and that's not you, right? So, so position yourself, become a person of power during that period of time, and understand you're gonna come out a whole lot better than you were. So put your head up, put your shoulders back, put a smile on your face, all is well, <laughs> all is well. You are not participating in any recession. You'll look back and say, that was one of the greatest times of growth because I positioned myself powerfully to grow through what I go through. Hey, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. I wanna invite you to connect with me further you can find me on Instagram at Ian Pruckner, or you can text the word Pruck, P-R-U-K, to 484848 for exclusive access to some incredible bonus content and an entire suite of tools to help you along your journey to success. Until next time.